Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, madam of a secret society, author of Permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself, especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and remove the mask. These are the secrets women keep. Hello, it's your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today we are talking about the secrets of the dark night of the soul, or having a dark night of the soul. If you haven't heard this term before, well, welcome to the world of having a dark night of the soul. I've had several, as you'll hear soon. But firstly, a dark night of the soul is a very human experience where you question everything in usually at nighttime, there's usually a darkness that surrounds it, and you feel like a death is taking place within you. It's so painful that you can feel like you are dying. And the reason why you feel like you're dying is because you are. There is a shedding of a skin that you no longer need in order to grow and to move on to the next thing that life is asking of you. So what usually characterizes a dark night of the soul is the questioning, the questioning that goes round and round in circles. It's you're sleepless that night. It's you can't rest. It's this incessant tap on your shoulder, this jolt in your body, this racing in your mind going, what's my purpose? What's the point? Why am I even here? Why have I been through all this shit? Why does this keep happening? Why does this feel like it's not growing or evolving? Why, why, why? Why is the big question of the dark night of the soul? It goes on and on and on. And it can take you to a very dark place. My own dark nights of the soul have had me going to that point of, well, should I even be here anymore? Is this, am I serving this world? Am I of use to this world? Would this world be better without me? Would it be, am I contributing anything? Um, it's, it's very, and as you can hear, it's very, very self-absorbed. It's very, it's very much like, it can be this real, like exaggerated version of victim mode, but I want to normalize that. I feel like a dark night of the soul asks us to go to that place so that we can then step back and reflect on it and take a really significant leap forward. A dark night of the soul will bring up all the stuff that you have suppressed or you've struggled to deal with or you've swept under the rug. It will 
like throw it all at your face. Like you're standing on a tennis court with your, you know, with your tennis racket ready and it's just throwing like a hundred balls an hour at you. And you're like, wait, I can't hit them all. That's what a dark night of the soul does. It's like, I am going to throw all this stuff back at you because I need you to deal with this. I need you to make different decisions. I need you to make wiser choices. And you have not been listening to any of the other nudges I've given you. So I'm going to take you dark and I'm going to take you deep and I'm going to make you question your purpose. I'm going to make you question your mission and your vision. I'm going to make you question your existence. It's heavy. It's full on and it's a major opportunity for growth. But when you're in it, I want to emphasize this, when you're in it, you can't see that. You can't feel that. Or if you can, that's awesome. Please tell me what your secret is. When I'm in it, I cannot see anything outside of it. I cannot. It's like looking at a calendar ahead and just seeing nothing but blank, bleak, nothingness. It's like I can't see the future. All I can feel is all of the pain of the past and what's brought me to this point of wanting to break down and never get back up again. It might be helpful if I share with you my most recent dark night of the soul. It was December 2020 and I'd had a really social day. I'd really enjoyed it. We'd been deprived of social activity and we had uh, a few different friends over And I had a couple of drinks with the second lot of friends that came over and it was more than I would usually drink. And I just started, once I left, I was still really happy when they were here. And once I left, I just started to drop. I, I, my, my mood just went really dark. It was all helplessness, hopelessness. Um, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I, have taken all these risks. I've done all these things. Why have I done things this way? Why didn't I just keep everything safe and predictable? And I referenced some of this in the episode about the secrets of depression. So there's some overlap here, but I'm going to differentiate depression from a dark night of the soul in just a moment. And I couldn't sleep. I'm, I did sleep that night, but I couldn't get to sleep. And I just woke up feeling so drained and just cried the next day so much. Cried that night during the dark night of the soul. Cried the next day. Journaled some stuff out, got given some space. But the thoughts that go through my mind during a dark night of the soul uh, and the thoughts that I interpret as beliefs and truths, this is the double-edged sword of dark nights of the soul, is that I believed that the world would be better without me. My daughters would be better without me. I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm um, not serving enough. I should be at a. I should be at a different point in my life, in my career than I am right now. I'm this age. I haven't achieved all these things. Uh, I haven't accomplished all these things. It's all very. If you listen to all of that. I'm being brutally honest here. If you listen to all of that, it's all very despairing and 
without any form of acknowledgement of what is and what's good and what works. And it's all on scarcity. It's all on lack. It's all on that lack feeding into some sort of seed that lives down deep that all of this means I shouldn't exist anymore, that my existence is pointless. And, uh, yeah, it's bleak. It's bleak. It's called a, a dark night of the soul for a reason because it is very dark. It's very hard to see. Uh, personally, my vision uh, metaphorically, energetically, physically, is very narrow. It's a, it's like a, looking into a very cone-shaped dead-end tunnel that just doesn't go anywhere. Um, but there's a major but. I love a but. But it got my bloody ass into gear, that dark night of the soul. It got me to really go... Am I satisfied with this? Am I satisfied to go into that dark place again? Am I willing to keep going back to that dark place again? And I decided no, I'm not. Dark nights of the soul should be or a, a very, very, very rare event. And although they're not happening on a regular basis for me, that one scared me because it felt very final and it felt very, just felt very despairing. And we can live without a lot of things, but we can't live without hope. Hope is, hope is really the manner of life, the, the marrow, the juice. And that's why that one scared me in particular was the level, the degree of hopelessness was depressing. And not something I was willing to tolerate anymore or again, if possible. I've got my ass into gear and that's where uh, I started to address the depression. And when I addressed the depression, I started to do the things that had me feeling more hopeful. So there is a connection between dark nights of the soul and depression, but you can. I just want to point out, you can have a dark night of the soul without having depression. For me, the underlying depression that was remaining unaddressed, unacknowledged and tolerated was what I needed to take from that dark night of the soul. It's like you need to do something about this rather than just keep going and keep pushing as a highly functional depressed person. You need to address this and then if you address it and you have a dark night of the soul again, then there's something else that wants your attention. So that was one of the key, one of the key learnings for me in that particular episode, that particular evening, that event was get your shit together and sort it, sort the depression out. And then you can do all the things that make the magic happen. And that's what happened. And that's how things played out. Really a dark night of the soul. It might not be depression for you though, you though that wants your attention. It might be about your relationship um, and the future of your relationship. It might be about your sexual identity. It might be about your gender identity. It might be about your work and the fact that you've held in so much for such a long time and suppressed and repressed all of your needs, wants and desires and 
Your soul is now saying, I am ready to burst. I am going to combust because this is not in alignment with me. This is not, this was not part of the plan. It's served its purpose. It's gone over its expiry date and you're not listening to the other nudges. So it's like a dark night of the soul is like having your soul speak on a megaphone and it takes you to that darkness because how else is it going to get your attention? It's not getting your attention with the positive nudges. It's not getting your attention with the little signs it leaves. It's not getting your attention uh, through things being plain, ordinary, everyday negative. It's going, I'm going to push you right over your edge. I'm going to make you so fucking uncomfortable and make you question it all. Not so you take your life, but so that something within you dies and you let it die and you feel that death so that you can reemerge and be reborn. That's what happens in a dark night of the soul. And I am never grateful for it in the moment, ever. I curse it. I loathe. I loathe it. I loathe. I, I interpret my loathing of it as loathing for myself. And when I'm through it, when I'm out the other side and I'm past the hangover effect of it, because there is a hangover effect. It's not like, well, some people might, but I don't wake up all cheery and go, well, that's done. I've felt that death and I'm reborn. I experience a hangover effect and then I start to lift. And how long that hangover effect is for can vary. But hopefully it's only maximum for a few days because your brain's been through a primal brain fear response and it's questioned everything. And usually it takes about 48 to 72 hours to really move through anything that's given you a fright or scared you like that. So give some space for that, you know, to buffer that period after a dark night of the soul. And I hope I have everything crossed that you emerge and you're able to see what it is within you that needs to die. I'm using that word very specifically. A dark night of the soul is about a death within you. What needs to die? Is it a behavior, a habit? Uh, Is it a trauma within you that needs to be finally addressed and healed and given the attention it deserves so that you can feel whole within yourself? What is it that wants your attention so that you can live, fully live, and fully express yourself without this shadow hanging around, drowning out everything that's good in life? That's what's good about a dark night of the soul is you are confronted and you're so uncomfortable you need to make a different decision than the one that you keep making every day. Yeah. It's regenerative. It's a new opportunity. That's what I respect about a dark night of the soul. I respect them. I don't respect them while I'm in them, but the hindsight version and looking back, I really respect them. And I hope you do too. I hope that your dark nights of the soul have allowed something in you to be confronted and addressed and that you are now making a different decision and it creates it creates a pivotal moment in your life where you went, I will no longer tolerate that. I will no longer allow that to be part of my story. 
You go deep, you hit the rock bottom, and then you re-emerge. And how amazing is pleasure and vitality and joy and play and all those things that feel fantastic when you've felt that rock bottom. The gratitude increases, the appreciation increases. You're like, oh, I'm in one of those moments. How different. What a stark contrast to a dark night of the soul. A dark night of the soul will be, is part of the hero's journey. It's part of the heroine's journey. So if it's a part of your journey, really, when you can, go over it with a fine tooth comb and work out within a matter of days after it happens what it is that you need to do differently and take it bloody seriously. Because you matter, because you are enough, because we need you, because we need your story, because we need your mission and your vision, because we need you here and you are a contributor. All the things that a dark night of the soul might tell you are are not true. It's just there to get your attention so that you address the core issues, okay? That's the only, it just cannot get your life, your soul, your purpose cannot get your attention any other way. And hopefully once you've been through your dark night of the soul, you start to feel the tendrils of where you're tolerating, where you're putting up with, where you're not in alignment, where you're not in ownership, where you're not in your fullest power or your fullest expression, you start to pick up on the early warning signs so it doesn't get to that desperate point of you being shaken in every single sense of the word to pay attention. You start to pay attention because you don't want to go back to that place, right? I don't want to go back to a dark night of the soul. But what I will say is if when, when, another one happens, I will try my hardest to be, to listen to it and remain objective and to be, to name it for what it is. Be like, I can't sleep. I think it would be better if I'm not here. What am I going through? Oh, you're about to go through some serious fucking growth. You are about to blow everything out of the water. You're about to, you are just letting a death happen, simply letting a death happen so that your energy can expand a hundredfold because your energy was never going to expand a hundredfold while you still were feeding and nurturing all the stuff that didn't work, while you're still saying yes to a hundred things and a hundred people and a hundred opportunities and not focusing on where you are most purposeful and where you're here to serve and what you're here to do in this life. Death is necessary. Death is a part of life and death doesn't happen when we die. Death happens over and over and over again within our identity, within our psyche, within our soul. It's okay that death happens. You will look back and realize that you are half dead anyway. You are half dead for as long as those other parts of you were being constantly fed and being kept alive like they're on life support. A dark night of the soul will pull the plug on the life support that you're giving to things that are out of alignment in your life and giving to things that don't serve you or your highest good. Pull the plug. (laughs) Pull the plug. 
Ah, so to summarize, your dark nights of the soul should be a rare occurrence. If you are having them night after night after night after night, then I would definitely strongly, strongly suggest, um, or they're paired with suicidal ideation, I would strongly suggest you need mental health support and you need it now. A dark night of the soul is is like a one-off, um, maybe once a year, maybe once every couple of years. It should not be a, I have a dark night of the soul every week. That's a completely different issue altogether that warrants attention from a mental health practitioner or a team, even better, a team of people to support you and to get to the core of what it is that you're experiencing psychiatrically. That's a very different thing. So they are rare. You should not be having them all the time. They are there to teach you something. They are there to propel you to the next level of growth. They are there to kill something off, to make something die that you might not have the courage to kill off for yourself. They are very uncomfortable. That discomfort will get you to a new layer of growth where you step into a new layer of comfort. It's a, the dark night of the soul is a transition to your next bit of growth. That's what's great about them. You're not alone if you have a dark night of the soul. It's, people have written about them for centuries. I think when I looked, it looks like people were first writing about a dark night of the soul around the 1600s. Look, in all honesty, it probably goes way, 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 way back. Way back. It is a spiritual rite of passage to go through a dark night of the soul. So you are not alone, but please Know the difference between a dark night of the soul as a one-off human experience that really tests us and ongoing depression, suicidal ideation, high levels of anxiety, and any other psychiatric concerns that you are experiencing. There's a difference. (sighs) Now, I hope that helped. I hope you, you... can see your dark nights of the soul through a different lens and yeah I'm grateful for them I'm grateful to them again not in the moment but later on (laughs) there's been some massive growth that's happened and I hope you can say the same I would love it if you love today's episode to share on Instagram and to tag me in your stories and in your posts so that we can have more women feel less alone and to know that we can talk about the stigmatized stuff and the moments in life where we're not being seen and we're not being heard and we think that no one else understands. And if you never want to miss a whisper of the Secrets Women Keep podcast, make sure you hit subscribe right now. 